0: I might be the only one on the call right now. See if anyone else hops on. So if uh, nobody hops on and you're listening to this, it's just me, Jesse, and uh, what I'll do is I'll review the um, lesson for today, uh, and maybe even read the commentary and get some thoughts on that, and that'll be it. It'll be a nice little easy short recording, (laughs) but we'll give it a couple minutes just to see if anyone else hops on the call. Okay, so since it's just you and me, (laughs) let's do the um, lesson for today, but we'll begin with the prayer. Take a deep breath in, Ah, place a hand on your heart if you'd like to, you can join me in doing so. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to connect in with spirit. Grateful for the opportunity to just release anything that no longer serves us. Anything that might be blocking a clear hearing, a clear understanding, a clear alignment with the Holy Spirit. Our beautiful guide, our gift from God. We just align and remember our truth that we are an extension of that which is perfect. That we are perfect love. That's the, uh, that's our DNA, <laughs> our spiritual DNA, and we accept it, and we allow it, we align with it, and we share it. We share it because we know that it is the truth for us, and it's the truth for all. So all the healing benefits of this knowingness, of this community to live in love, we share with everyone, 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 because we're one with them, and so it is. Beautiful. So, uh, it's March seventh, and that is uh uh I believe it's lesson sixty six. Let's see, yep, lesson sixty six. So, let's see what lesson sixty six has to say. My happiness hey, Jesse, in my this is the shot oh, on well you Oh I you? Oh, great! It's just us today, Sushant. So I was just reading everything for the uh, recording, so if anyone was listening, they could uh, hear it. So great! Now we can actually have a little conversation. <laughs> Sweet. So, um, would you like to turn to lesson sixty-six? Sixty-six,
1: right? Yeah, sixty-six. Did
2: you want me to read it? or?
0: Sure. Why don't we do a paragraph, uh, we'll alternate paragraphs, and you start.
2: Okay. My happiness and my function one. You have really noticed, and this throughout our lessons on the connection between fulfilling your function and achieving happiness. This is because you do not really see the connection, yet there is more than just the connection between them. They are the same. Their forms are different, but their content is completely
0: one. The ego does constant battle with the Holy Spirit on the fundamental question of what your function is. So does it do constant battle with the Holy Spirit about what your happiness is. It's not a two-way battle. The ego attacks and the Holy Spirit does not respond. He knows what your function is. He knows that it is your happiness.
2: Today we will try to go past this holy, meaningless battle and arrive at the truth about your function. We will not engage in senseless arguments about what it is. We will not become hopelessly involved in defending happiness and determining the means for achieving it. We will not indulge the ego by listening to its attacks on truth. We will merely be glad that we can find out what truth is.
1: Sorry, I was on mute.
0: <laughs> Our longer practice period today has as its purpose your acceptance of the fact that not only is there a very real connection between the function God gave you and your happiness, but that they are actually identical. God gives you only happiness. Therefore, the function He gave you must be happiness, even if it appears to be different. Today's exercises are an attempt to go beyond these differences in appearance and recognize a common content where it exists in truth.
2: Begin the 10 to 15 minute practice period by reviewing these thoughts. God gives me only happiness. He has given my function to me. Therefore, my function must be happiness. Try to see the logic in the sequence even if you do not yet accept the conclusion. It is only if the first two thoughts are wrong that the conclusion could be false. Let us then think about the premises for a while as we are practicing.
0: The first premise is that God gives you only happiness. This could be false, of course, but in order to be false, it is necessary to define God as something he is not. Love cannot give evil, and what is not happiness is evil. God cannot give what he does not have, and he cannot have what he is not. Unless God gives you only happiness, he must be evil. And it is this definition of him you are believing if you do not accept the first premise.
1: Hmm.
0: The second premise is that God has given you your function. We
2: have seen that there are only two parts of your mind. One is ruled by the ego and is made up of illusions. The other is the home of the Holy Spirit where truth abides. There are no other guides but these to choose between and no other outcomes possible as a result of your choice but the fear that the ego always engenders and the love that the Holy Spirit always offers to
0: replace it. Thus it must be that your function is established by God through his voice or is made by the ego which you have made to replace him. Which is true. Unless God gave your function to you, it must be the gift of the ego. Does the ego really have gifts to give, being itself an illusion and offering only illusion of gifts?
2: Hmm. Uh, think, think about this during the longer practice spirits today. Think also about the many forms the illusion of your function has taken in your mind and the many ways in which you tried to find salvation under the ego's guidance. Did you find it? Were you happy? Did they bring you peace? We need great honesty today. Remember the outcomes fairly and consider also whether it was ever reasonable to accept happiness from anything the ego ever proposed. Yet the ego is the only alternative to the Holy Spirit's voice.
0: You will listen to madness or hear the truth. Try to make this choice as you think about the premise on which our conclusion rests. We can share in this conclusion, but in no other, for God himself shares it with us. Today's idea is another giant stride in the perception of the same as the same, and the different as different. On one side stand all illusions. All truth stands on the other. Let us try today to realize that only the truth is true.
2: In the shorter practice periods, which would be most helpful today if undertaken twice an hour, this form of the application is suggested. My happiness and function are one because God has given me both. It will not take more than a minute and probably less to repeat these words slowly and think about them a little while as you sit.
1: Okay.
0: Would you like to read the um commentary? I kinda would. I'd like to see what he says on this.
2: Um I would have to go online, Jesse, so it would take a minute.
0: Um, Would you like me to read it to you? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. I find this lesson interesting in the way it makes us use, in the way it makes use of ordinary logic applied to extraordinary ideas. The longer practice period is supposed to be spent in thinking about the premise in the syllogism, the syllogism? Given in paragraph five. (laughs) In other words, the lesson asks us to test out the logic of its proposal with our minds. Quite evidently, the course sees a good deal of value in thinking and reasoning. It's not a course in mindlessness, as some people seem to believe, nor is it only a course in experience. It's solidly laced with reasoning and expects us to know how to use the faculty of our mind. I find that a good aid in this kind of practice is writing down the ideas that come to me as I do it. The central idea today is one we've seen before. Happiness and my function are, at the core, the same thing. The two premises are fairly simple, especially the first. God gives me only happiness. If God is a God worthy of my allegiance, a God of love, this must be so. Why follow a God who makes me unhappy? If God gives unhappiness, he must be evil. And if God is evil, I may as well quit now. I'll never find happiness living in the clutches of a sadistic God who gives his his creation's unhappiness. Second, God has given my function to me. This is a little less obvious. Function could be understood as meaning nature. In simple terms, God created me and in doing so defined what I am. I am what I am defines what I do. What alternative is there? If God did not define me, what did? The only alternative is ego. Or I might say, I made myself, which is really the same thing. But how can anything create itself? What created its power to create? Is it really possible that the ego made me or I defined myself? No. Therefore, the second premise must also be true. God has given my function to me. Now, if God gives me only happiness and God gave me my function, What is the logical conclusion? My function must be happiness. My reason for being is to be happy. Fulfilling my function is what brings me happiness. If we think about all the ways we try to find happiness following our egos, as we are instructed to think about, here in the lesson, we must admit, if we are perfectly honest, that none of them have worked. The lesson is trying to bring us to the point where we make a choice, a choice between madness and truth, between listening to the ego or the Holy Spirit. It's asking us to realize that everything the ego tells us is a lie, and that only the truth is true. Sure. Only what God has given us has reality. The I can read the is, last
2: paragraph if you want. <clears throat> this lesson?
0: Yeah. This, the lesson is this, trying to bring us to the point where we make a choice. The choice between madness and truth. Between listening to the ego or the Holy Spirit. It's asking us to realize that everything the ego tells us is a lie. And if the only truth is true, only what God has given us has reality. This lesson is the second one called A Giant Stride. The first was Lesson 61. We'll see the term again in Lessons 94, 130, 135, 194. Lesson 61 told us, I am the light of the world, which is a beginning step in accepting your real function on earth, a giant stride towards taking your rightful place in salvation. We are light bearers designed by God to beam his light to the universe. That is our function. Accepting this as a giant step, a strong beginning. Now we are told my happiness and my function are one. Bringing light to the world is what happiness is. Being the light of the world is fulfilling our function and fulfilling our function is happiness.
1: So, what do you think? Um,
2: I really like it. I like the part where, you know, he says that, or the the course says um, that there are two parts of your mind. One is ruled by ego and made up of illusions and the other is home of the Holy Spirit where truth abides. Um, I guess I've I know that, you know, there's ego and then there's the Holy Spirit, but you know how like in movies or cartoons you see like on one side is the angel and the other side is the devil? And Uh so it it makes me think of that, like the Holy Spirit and then the ego. But like thinking about it in my mind, it just makes it very plain and clear. Okay, either this thought is coming from the Holy Spirit or this is coming from the ego you know, or like this feeling is coming from the ego or this feeling is coming from the Holy Spirit. So it makes it super clear in my mind. Yep. Um, and I and I really like the part about, you know, uh, not give evil and what is not happiness is evil. And, you know, it's the, I feel like, you know, the word evil can be substituted for, you know, being out of love or just, like, a thought that is not of love. Um, So, yeah, it's, it's a great lesson. I like it. You talk about it quite a bit anyway at service, you know, with, like, happiness and, The happiness is what God wants for us and, you know, what we want is aligned with the purpose of God like from our heart, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's why
0: I really think that like that whole idea of follow your bliss, you know, what makes you really happy. That's actually like our directions, our roadmap, it's our GPS. You know, we're supposed to enjoy our life. Yeah,
2: it's funny because that's been sort of my lesson for the past couple of days. Is like sometimes with like meditation and all of this other stuff, and you know, the course, and I get so serious with it, you know, and then I'm like, I always feel like even my questions are coming from this sort of like seriousness and. I always say, okay, I need to bring more joy to my practice, like, you know, with not only my practice, but with, like, everyday things, like, whether it's going to the grocery store, or, like, working out, or, like, you know, driving, like, how can I bring more joy to this moment? Um, and that's that's been, like, a great thing, like, even with meditating to, like, surround myself with, like, things like, you know, a pillow that brings me joy, and light a couple of candles, and even with working out, like the other day, I was like, okay, you know what? I have these clothes that I've been wearing for working out for the past, like, six, seven years, and I'm going to wear clothes that bring me joy when I work out, so that, and then uh, while driving, like, you know, uh, humming, because I don't listen to the radio or music when I'm driving, but just, like, humming something that brings me joy. Um, So it's been my... (laughs) Practice this week is just bringing more
1: joy. Yep.
0: That's great. It's a great practice, you know. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think that's what makes it sort of a really fun and, and unique experience here on Earth <laughs> is that different people are inspired by different things. They enjoy different things. We have different tastes and interests and stuff like that. And, um, and one is not better than a- another, you know. We can go forward and just enjoy the experience and express and share and explore and, you know, why not?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. And I love that. It's saying it, it's our job to be happy. It's what we're designed to do. hmm you know uh i mean how great is that like we're we're literally designed to be happy god cannot create that which is not like itself right it doesn't create it only creates that which is like itself so yeah it only creates that which is perfectly happy and i mean and then you know we can also use that to go down the qualities of god think of all the spiritual qualities of god and then you know um Ask yourself, like, am I embodying that? Am I experiencing that? Like, how often do I, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, baby. Um, would you like to go over <laughs> to the other lessons this week? I really love them. Yeah, 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 for sure.
1: Um,
0: so, uh, 56, and we're doing seven, so we would start at 50, right? 50, 50 51, 52, 50, 50, Yeah, so, lesson 50.
2: 60. All right, so, do you want to read 60, it? Sorry,
0: uh, lesson 60. Oh, you know what? That's a review. Let's start, actually, on lesson 61. Okay, perfect. Yeah, you, uh, you okay. go ahead. You start.
2: Okay, I am the light of the world. Who is the light of the world except God's Son? This, then, is merely a statement of truth about yourself. It is the opposite of a statement of pride, of arrogance, or of self-deception. It does not describe the self-concept you have made. It does not refer to any of the characteristics with which you have endowed your idols. It refers to you as you were created by God. It simply states the truth.
0: To the ego, today's idea is the epitome of self-glorification. But the ego does not understand humility, mistaking it for self-debasement. Humility consists of accepting your role in salvation and in taking no other. It's not humility to insist you cannot be the light of the world if that is the function God assigned to you. It is only arrogance that would assert the function cannot be for you, and arrogance is always of the ego.
2: True humility requires that you accept today's idea because it is God's voice which tells you it is true. This is the beginning step in accepting the real function on earth. It is a giant stride toward taking your rightful place in salvation. It is a positive assertion of your right to be saved and an acknowledgement of the power that has given you to save others.
0: You will want to think about this idea as often as possible today. It is the perfect answer to all illusions and therefore to all temptation. It brings all the images you have made about yourself to the truth and helps you depart in peace, unburdened and certain of your purpose.
2: As many practice periods as possible should be undertaken today, although each one need not exceed a minute or two. They should begin with telling yourself, I am the light of the world, that is my only function, that is why I am here. Then think about these statements for a short while, preferably with your eyes closed if the situation permits. Let a few related thoughts come to you and repeat the idea to yourself
0: if your mind wanders away from the central thought. Be sure both to begin and end the day with a practice period. Thus you will awaken with an acknowledgement of the truth about yourself. Reinforce it throughout the day and turn to sleep as you reaffirm your function and your only purpose here. These two practice periods may, longer, may be longer than the rest, if you find them helpful and want to extend them.
2: Today's idea goes far beyond the ego's petty views of what you are and what your purpose is. As a bringer of salvation, this is obviously necessary. This is the first of a number of giant steps we will take in the next weeks. Try today to begin to build a firm foundation for these advances. You're the light of the world. God has built his plan for the salvation of his son on you.
1: There you go. Awesome. So, what do
2: you think? Yeah, I mean, I I think, you know, it's... I, I it said over here that you know the the ego might feel like this is self like this is such a statement of pride or arrogance or self-deception. But when I was saying it, like I didn't feel like that at all. Like you know, because I feel like even in my prayers, when I pray with their partners, like I I affirm that they are the light in the world, or that you know they they have this light in them and the light is guiding them. So I didn't feel like that at all. But um, I, I think that this is my only function thing became more clear over the next couple of lessons for me for sure. Mm.
0: Yeah. I love it. Uh, I, I love how um precise it is. Uh it's sort yeah. of dry. Yeah. Yeah. We think that it's like an abstract idea, but it's not. And so and I really love how it says that uh, you know, true humility is not self debasement, that we've confuse the two. You know, it's not humility to um deny the role that God assigned to us. (laughs) You know, that's that's actually it's insanity.
2: Yeah.
0: So um
2: yeah, I think it's beautiful. I really love this.
0: I mean, you know, we're taught like it's like it's not proper to like you know, we're supposed to we're supposed to deflect compliments, and you know, that's the modest thing to do. You know,
2: don't be yeah. a fool of yourself. But
0: it's about standing in the truth of who you are, and then knowing the truth of who we are. We know the truth about everybody.
2: Yeah, my boss like did this exercise with uh, with us, um, and she said that anytime anyone compliments you, like yes, you definitely have to say thank you, and you don't have to say this other part out loud, but you can think it in your mind where you say, like, thank you, I really, you know, value your opinion, because it's like, you know, you're you're sort of, like, valuing what that person is saying. It's their opinion now. If you say, no, that's not true or whatever, you're, like, not really recognizing what they're saying, you know, like, are oh, their opinion. You're saying, like, no, you're wrong. Yeah, that's great. I like that.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I know, right? I completely agree with you. (laughs) I'm so glad to know I'm not alone in that. (laughs) You know what? I've heard that. I've heard
2: that ever since I was a kid. So, thanks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right? All right. Shall we do 62? Forgiveness is my function as the light of the world?
2: Sure. Sure. Um, Forgiveness is my function as the light of the world. It is your forgiveness that will bring the world of darkness to light. It is your forgiveness that lets you recognize the light in which you see. Forgiveness is a demonstration that you are the light of the world. Through your forgiveness, does the truth about yourself return to your memory? Therefore, in your forgiveness lies your salvation. Illusions
0: about yourself and the world are one. That is why all forgiveness is a gift to yourself. Your goal is to find out who you are, have denied, having denied your identity by attacking creation and its creator. Now you are learning how to remember the truth. For this attack must be replaced by forgiveness, so that thoughts of life may replace thoughts of death.
2: Remember that in every attack you call upon your own weakness, while each time you forgive you call upon the strength of Christ in you. Do you not then begin to understand what forgiveness will do for you? It will remove all sense of weakness, strain, and fatigue from your mind. It will take away all fear and guilt and pain. It will restore the invulnerability and power God gave His Son to your awareness.
0: Let us be glad to begin and end this day by practicing today's idea and to use it as frequently as possible throughout the day. It will help to make the day as happy for you as God wants you to be. And it will help those around you, as well as those who seem to be far away in space and time, to share this happiness with you.
2: As often as you can, closing your eyes if possible, say to yourself today, forgiveness is my function. As the light of the world, I would fulfill my function that I may be happy. Then devote a minute or two to considering your function, and the happiness and release it will bring you. Let related thoughts come freely, for your heart will recognize these words, and in your mind is the awareness they are true. Should your attention wander, repeat the idea and add, I would remember this because I want to be happy.
0: So let's read the next one and then um, I'd like us to go and read um, let's see yeah Uh, let's read the um, let's read lesson 63 and then I'd like to read the section in the book on forgiveness and the clarification of terms that we've read before in the the teacher's manual because I think so far, that's my favorite mm-hmm. section of, of course, Miracles. So, oh, nice. Yes. So, Lesson 63. The light of the world brings peace to every mind through my forgiveness. How holy are you who have the power to bring peace to every mind? How blessed are you who can learn to recognize the means for letting this be done through you? What purpose could you have that would bring your greater happiness? You're indeed the light
2: of the world with such a function. The Son of God looks to you for his redemption. It is yours <laughs> for for it belongs to you. Accept no trivial purpose to meaningless desire in its place Or you forget your function and leave the Son of God in hell. This is no idle request that is being asked of you. You're being asked to accept salvation, as may be yours to give.
0: Recognizing the importance of this function, we will be happy to remember it very often today. We will begin the day by acknowledging it and close today with the thought it, uh, of it in our awareness. And throughout the day, we will repeat this idea, we'll repeat this as often as we can. The light of the world brings peace to every mind through my forgiveness. I am the means God has appointed for the salvation of the world. If you close
2: your eyes, you will probably find it easier to let the related thoughts come to you in the minute or two that you should devote to considering this. Do not, however, wait for each uh, for such an opportunity. No chance should be lost for reinforcing today's idea. Remember that, that God's son looks to you for his salvation, and who but you yourself must be his son. Love it. Yeah, this blessing love, is love, love powerful.
1: Yep, 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 yep.
0: Okay, let's find that uh section. It's in um clarification of terms. Okay. Which is at the end of the manual for teachers.
1: Okay. Hey! We're going
0: out
1: to the water.
2: What is that? I have no idea.
0: Is someone else on the line? Where are you, Sushant? Are you safe? Do you need help? No,
2: I'm I'm in my apartment. There's nobody. Like, it's really quiet in here. That wasn't... Oh,
0: sorry. I think that was me. I thought I was on mute. <laughs>
2: uh, oh, Ellie. All right.
0: I oh, thought okay. I to go, and I meant to hang up when I got to my location, but I didn't and I had my phone in back and I sorry. I'll put you oh. on the camp. Okay. I'm only Bye. here for about three more minutes, so <laughs> Okay. Bye Kelly. <laughs> what some people will do for attention. <laughs> Is okay. it forgiveness uh, in the of Christ? Yes. Yes, it says, it says forgiveness, face of Christ. It's number three. Um, wait, did I? I think that it's page eighty three in the book. Yeah. Forgiveness, the face of Christ. Beautiful. Okay, so let's uh start reading this section. Um and why don't you go first? Okay. Forgiveness is
2: for God and toward God, but not of Him. It is impossible to think of anything He created that would need forgiveness. Forgiveness, then, is an illusion, but because of its purpose, which is the Holy Spirit, it has one difference. It it has one difference. And like all other illusion, it leads away from error and not towards it.
0: Beautiful. Read it one more time and read it a little more slowly.
2: Forgiveness is for God and toward God, but not of him. It is impossible to think of anything he created that could need forgiveness. Forgiveness, then, is an illusion. But because of its purpose, which is the Holy Spirit's, it has one difference. Unlike all other illusions, it leads
1: away from error and not towards it.
0: So let's write down this paragraph. Okay. Forgiveness forgiveness is for God and toward God, but not of him. It is impossible to think of anything he created that could need forgiveness. So you see that forgiveness
1: is a tool of sorts.
0: Yeah. It's a tool we use in this realm for God and sort of to move toward God, if moving toward God as possible. But does that make sense?
2: Yeah, no, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we're reading this because during the week when we were talking, when we were doing the Lessons and Forgiveness thing with Course in Miracles, I was just like, but what is there to forgive? Like, every, like I don't feel like there's I anything. Mean, like, everything happened just as it should have. So what is there to forgive? So I'm really glad that we're reading this.
0: Exactly. So forgiveness, yeah. then, is an illusion, but because of its purpose, yeah. which is the Holy Spirit. It has one difference. Unlike all other illusions, it leads us away from error and not towards it.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, I'll uh, keep reading. Forgiveness might be called a kind of happy fiction, a way in which the unknowing can bridge the gap between their perception and the truth. They cannot go directly from perception to knowledge because they do not think it is their will to do so. This makes God appear to be an enemy instead of what he really is. And it's just this insane perception that makes them unwilling merely to rise up and return to him in peace. So, um, the unknowing, uh, in other words, we call us, we. So, forgiveness might be called a kind of happy fiction, a way in which we can bridge the gap between our perception and um, the truth. Mm -hmm. So, forgiveness is that bridge between uh, illusion and truth, Mm -hmm. but it's true forgiveness. Yeah. lessons we just read, what does it say? My forgiveness, what?
2: Uh, my forgiveness uh, frees the world, or like is the salvation? What is the world?
0: Yeah, what is the world? Yeah. So how can okay. forgiveness bless the world? Yeah. It's that we have to get a new idea of what forgiveness is, right? Yeah. Because admitting that somebody was wrong and being the bigger person and, you know, uh, pardoning them of their sins, that's not true forgiveness. That's just missing the point. Yeah. Yeah, right? I think there's also, like, so
2: much history or, like, uh, stuff that, you know, for me, I bring to that work. Word forgiveness, like you know, if you just if that word was called something else, like you know, how would I view it? Like if it was called like white or you know, um, because I found myself like getting uh kind of like messed up with like, the the word, and then I, I just realized that it was really to do with the feeling more than the word. Because when I got into the space of like. But what is there to forgive? Like, I understand, like, everything happened for the reason, and it's fine. And so I think I was coming more, like, from mentally and logically as opposed to, like, from a feeling uh, space of, like, really knowing it um, in my heart that, really knowing that in my heart, I think.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, all of the workbook lessons, the workbook lessons that we've been doing, are all designed to train our mind. And it's to train our mind in being able to uh, practice this kind of forgiveness, which, you know, Jennifer says uh, she just practices non-judgment, meaning she, you know, that's what she strives toward is non-judgment. But that's pretty much saying the same thing. You know, it's just yeah. being able to see The face of Christ reflected back to us. And actually, that is um, referenced here. It's actually called Forgiveness, the Face of Christ, right? Right. So, the next paragraph. Um,
2: Until they need an illusion of help because they're helpless, a thought of peace because they're in conflict, God knows what his son needs before he asks. He's not at all concerned with form. But having given the content, it is his will that it be understood, and that suffices. The form adapts itself to need. The content is unchanging, as eternal as its creator.
1: So, what is that
0: saying, pretty much? Um,
1: What
0: does it mean when it says, Um, uh, let me see he's not at all concerned with form but having given the content it is his will that it be understood and that suffices
2: I think it's I think it's what we just talked about like the you know it's the feeling or it's the knowing of it
0: Uh huh. Well, yeah. It's uh, I think in there too. Saying you know, like spirit's not concerned with the illusion. It's not concerned with what we think is real. You know, the form.
2: Yeah, or the situation. It's not concerned. Yeah, exactly. About
0: it. But he says, you know, it's his will that the content be understood. So he'll play with it. You know, he'll work with he'll work with us where we're at. You know.
2: Exactly.
0: So he'll support us in mastering true forgiveness. By using, you know, where we're at, yeah. which is pretty much yeah. what Radical Forgiveness, the book Radical Forgiveness, is teaching.
1: Mm-hmm. It's how to use,
0: mm-hmm. work with where we're at to learn how to practice true forgiveness and see that everything is designed to help us remember our truth, which is what? That we are the
2: means by which the, uh, to means through which God is um, well, holding the salvation just, of us. Yeah, what's the
0: lesson we just read? That we, we are the...
2: Uh, we are the means uh, through which the... Let me see. What's lesson? What's uh, the the,
0: 61? Oh,
2: 61? 61 is, oh. I am the light of the world. That is my only function. That is why I'm here. Yeah,
0: man. So we're the light of the world. So everything yeah. in this realm is designed to re- help us remember that we're the light of the world. And so remembering yeah. that, you know, we remember it for everyone else. And that's what true forgiveness is, is remembering that everyone is the light of the world. There's nothing to forgive. Yeah. You know, and what appears to happen in this, in form, in this reality is but an illusion. There's nothing to forgive. Nothing bad ever happened. Everything is designed to support us in remembering the truth of who we are. And that's truly our will. Because remembering who we are and remembering who we are, we will experience what? with an H. There's a really great song this last year with this title, Pharrell sang it. We'll be happy.
2: Yeah, I'm happy.
0: Yeah, so practice forgiveness as a tool to support us in being happy, you know, that whole thing, that whole saying, I can be right or I can be happy. Yeah. And think about it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to debate, argue, or try to press my perspective of what happens in the illusion. I'm just going to be happy. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's read this last paragraph. We'll make paragraph four our last paragraph and then we'll pray out. Okay. The face of Christ has to be seen before the memory of God can return. The reason is obvious. I think that's my favorite line in the whole book, by the way. The face of Christ has to be seen before the memory of God can return. The reason is obvious. Seeing the face of Christ involves perception. No one can look on knowledge, but the face of Christ is the great symbol of forgiveness. It is salvation. It is the world. It is the symbol of the real world. Whoever looks on this no longer sees the world. He is as near to heaven as is possible outside the gate. Yet from this gate, it is no more than just a step inside. It is the final step, and this we leave to God. I think that's my favorite paragraph in the whole book. Hmm. So what's a word that we could substitute for the face of Christ? It's one word. What is it? Uh
2: innocence.
0: Yes, innocence. Yes, yes, yes. Spot on, Sushan. So when we see so um so go ahead and use the word innocence instead of the face of Christ and reread that paragraph. All right. <clears throat> Uh, innocence
2: has to be seen for the memory of God can return. Reason is obvious. Innocence involves perception. No one can look on knowledge, but the face of but the innocence is the great symbol of forgiveness. It is salvation. It is a symbol of the real world. Whoever looks on this no longer sees the world. He is as near to heaven as is possible outside the gate. Yes, from this gate, it is no more than just a step inside. It is a final step, and this we leave to God.
0: Yep. How beautiful is that?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what?
0: So, um, yeah, so forgiveness is really the act of seeing the innocence, the truth in ourselves, and then seeing the face of innocence reflected back to us, meaning we release all judgments of others. We are in alignment with the Holy Spirit. We see only love.
1: Yeah.
0: How great is that?
2: It's great.
0: So great. <laughs> Why don't you pray us out, Duchamp?
2: Okay. Uh, dear Father, Mother, God, benevolent Universe, I thank you so much for Jesse. Thank you so much for the course. Thank you so much for this time that we spend studying it and discussing it and becoming clear about it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I offer up any feelings of doubt, any feelings of not understanding or any thoughts that separates us from love, any thoughts that makes us feel that we are not doing enough or that we are not understanding it, I let all of that go and I declare that we are whole and complete in love in our knowing and our wisdom that was imparted in us when we were born, that has been with us through time, past future and will always be with us on this path that we walk. And I share this truth with infinite mind and know that it is always present, that this truth is always present through time and space for us and for everyone that we touch and everyone in this planet, space, and universe. And so it is.
0: And so it is. Amen, amen.
2: Amen. All right, go
0: shine, go shine your light and see the face of innocence in everybody. Okay. <laughs> All right,
2: I'll talk to you in ten minutes. All right, bye. H S C.